Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on his always game day in Cincinnati. The Bengals quietly put out their ring of honor votes. I know that some of the season ticket holders screenshot it, put it out on social media and said, hey, these are the people that are up for the ring of honor this year. And if you look at other organizations, and I know I, people will tell me the Bengals are behind and on this, and I'm not living in the past. I'm excited about the future and what they've been able to do over the last two years with it because I think it's great because you you look at these guys that are get voting in and voting into the ring of honor, you say, hey, maybe this will help the NFL honor them if their own team is starting to honor them. And I'm still holding out hope that Willie Anderson's going to be in the class next year. Um, you know, Ken Riley was was able to get in. And then you look at this year's candidates, and it always kind of feels like an old school guy. And I would say semi-new, but Chad Johnson's going to be old school, you know, soon, just because it's been a minute since he put on a Bengals uniform. But what do you think? Or what do you think about this list? And who do you think is going to make it? Ooh. Think I think Chad makes it. I just think he's popular with old and young fans. Although I think sometimes he does get typecast as like the young fans pick. But I mean, he was drafted in what two thousand one. That was twenty two years ago. So it is not just young fans anymore. You know, there are older fans that you know not grew up, but you know they were in their twenties when Chad was playing, and now they're in their forties. That's totally makes sense why they would vote for him. Um, for the other one, if it was me, and I want to know, well, actually, I'm not going to give my answer. Who would you pick as your two? It doesn't even have to be Chad. Like, who, who would you pick as your as your two? I don't want to, I don't know if I could predict the two that it will be, because I don't think it's obvious. It, it isn't obvious. And that's what I love about it, because it allows, you know, a semi, the, the younger generation and, and the older fans to say this guy should be voted in or this guy should be voted in. I see the Tim Crumrise out there and, and he was before my time. So I never watched Tim Crumrise. And there are a lot of players or there are a lot of players who are up for the ring of honor. I've never watched play football in the NFL. Chad Johnson was what I grew up watching when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals. He made rooting for this team a lot of fun when he was on the field and, you know, they weren't winning all the time, but there are a lot of things that stand out for me personally. When I think of Chad Johnson, I promise I'll make my pick soon before I ramble on too much. It was primetime football came back to Cincinnati. Uh, October, I'm butchering the date. It was maybe the 24th in 2004. And I was allowed to skip school the next day. So I went to the game. And the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Denver Broncos 
Bowles, Chad Johnson, burnt Champ Bailey for a touchdown. And it was the coolest thing ever for it to be so loud in the stadium. I remember Michelle Tafoya was on the sidelines and she had this meter that could measure the stadium and tell you how loud it was. And she said, you know, this is bad for your ears, how loud it is in Cincinnati right now. I remember, uh, you know, when they had Sunday Night Football return to Cincinnati, it was all really cool. But Chad Johnson, he was the funny guy. He was doing the touchdown celebrations and paying the officials just for fun after the post um, touchdown celebrations, which I wish players could still do and they don't go crazy in the NFL for anymore. I, I think of him and that's just easy. Chad Johnson, and I think it's for the older generation and the younger generation. So I think he's my easy pick. Um, I do think it feels like the popular name, and I'm not saying that he's a slam dunk pick, but I think it's going to be Boomer. Uh, I I think you go those two routes with this year's class, but I will say this, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals make the rules with their ring of honor. And I think it's, and and I I don't want to criticize it because I think it's awesome that they do a ring of honor, but Dave Lapham, does so much for this organization. I think that they could get away with saying, Hey, let's, and I know, we, I, I, I know, you know, some people feel this player should be in or this player should be in, but I think they could get away with putting Boomer, Chad Johnson and putting David as an honorary member too, because he does it all. And I know a lot of Bengals fans and people around the franchise really respect Dave Lapham. And he's obviously great in the booth too with Dan. I just think that, he should be in the ring of honor. And it's just, it makes me a little bummed that he's not already in there. And I just know it's a hard decision for them to make. I know I'm only allowed to pick two and I picked three, but I'm adding one more because I'm breaking all the rules when I'm deciding who should be in there. Corey Dillon. Oh, he's one of my favorites. And a lot of Bengals fans, I'm going to leave room for you to talk on this segment, but a lot of Bengals fans think, oh, why would the Bengals bring him back? They they can't. Uh, they had a bad relationship. He left in a, in a, in a really um, a bad way. But Corey Dillon was back in 2017 for the 50th anniversary and um, had a chance to talk to him. And he said that he's like, look, we're working on our relationship. And, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but but they're mending what what, you know, how it ended in Cincinnati. And I joked with him. I said, well, why didn't you bring that Super Bowl ring back to Cincinnati just to say, look what I got when I was with the New England Patriots? And he said he's ne- he would never do something like that. He has it hidden somewhere safe, um, but he would never you know bring it back to Cincinnati and be like, I left here and I got a Super Bowl. Um, he's just he's he's one of those people where he was so talented. He's the reason I became a Bengals fan. I mean, breaking the yard rushing record versus Denver Broncos. I was like, I love football. This is so cool. Gatorade bath on the video board. Uh, so I, I don't really have an answer for you. <laughs> I would say those are my four, and I can't decide. Did who who are you going? Okay, those are all great picks. So we agree on Chad go for to- sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely agree on him. I mean, he made the Bengals cool. And that was when I was growing up. So I guess I am the younger fan. Sometimes people will complain about, but yeah, growing up, like he made the Bengals cool. Like it, it you know, uh, everybody knew him. Everybody liked, you know, well, I can't say everybody liked the dances because I grew up in Pittsburgh Browns territory and they may not have loved the dances. Although, you know, some of them would just be like, yeah, the dances are fun <laughs> type thing. Mm-hmm. But some of them would be like, it's cocky. I like Heinz Ward because he just lays dirty <laughs> hits. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and look, it's not just about that type of thing. It's also, he was really good when he played. He didn't have the longevity, but he was on a hall of fame trajectory. He is, I believe the only receiver I, oh man, should double check this, but he has, I'll just say this part. 
in the mid 2000s as kind of a golden age for wide receivers when you think about who was there you know you have randy moss and terrell owens who i think on most lists are number two and number three all time right after jerry rice and then you also get marvin harrison who was an awesome receiver catching balls from peyton manning so his stats were crazy you have you know steve smith andre johnson heinz ward all these like great receivers that are borderline hall of famers chad johnson two-time first time first team all pro despite that and one time second team and went to five straight pro bowls six total he led the league in receiving yards one year he ends up with eleven thousand receiving yards he doesn't have the other volume stats to carry him in there but he was a dominant player when he played it wasn't just the dances it wasn't just he made them cool it wasn't just all of that uh, when you look at those mid 2000s receivers, two first team all pros, I mean, that's more than Isaac Bruce ever had. And Isaac Bruce is in the Hall of Fame a little bit for longevity, but four Pro Bowls for Isaac Bruce. Chad has more. He has more first team and second team all pros. Um, then when you just look around those guys, when you excluding Terrell Owens and Randy Moss, I think his peak could be the best out of anybody. And when you want to get in the minutia of it, his release and route running is, I think, the best or second best I've ever seen. The only other guy that comes close was the guy he trained with a lot in Antonio Brown and the ability to you know, keep yourself clean on the release and break and do all that other stuff. So whew, all that to say, yeah, he should make it. And also just, I also think that part of the reason he should make it is just he's been very vocal as kind of a Bengals ambassador, even though I don't think they have asked him to do that. He just knows like, especially, you know, during the dark times, <laughs> uh, you know, they need somebody like that. So I'm all about him making it. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus that said there's so many interesting cases other than him i would probably go with boomer and i know that is what you said the other popular choice won an mvp award um it led them to a super bowl there is a lot of reason to go with him i know he left for new york and then he came back and it's all messy but end of the day i think he still does like the organization I think back um, when Joe Burrow wasn't drafted yet, and Boomer gave him a Bengals helmet and said, like, get ready for to wear this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, I think when they're good, you know, he doesn't like when they're bad. And I feel like people take that to heart a little bit. I think it's just him being frustrated. No different than when, you know, you're a fan and you complain that the team's bad. Uh, so 
No, they're good. It seems like he's the one picking them to make the Super Bowl. The only one to pick them to beat the Chiefs. Uh, so at, at his heart, I think it's still there. You know, he's still he still has a lot of love for the Bengals. Not that that's a prerequisite to making it. I think the MVP. He also made the Bengals kind of cool in the eighties. <laughs> you know, that's at least that's why my mom was a fan. Was that oh, this is a big sidebar to just talk about this? Go my, ahead. Mom lived, my mom lived in Cincinnati for a little bit, and she was a manager at a McDonald's. And who came through the drive-through but Boomer Esiason while he was the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals in his sunglasses, and she didn't know who he was. <laughs> and then somebody's like, "Do you know who you just served?" She's like, "No, nah, I have no idea." You look cool. It's like, that was Boomer Esiason. He's the quarterback for the Bengals. It's like, oh. And then she started watching. It's like, I like them. <laughs> but got bad right after, but we ignore that. Um, but yeah, you know, he also was kind of like, I think Ken Anderson was a better quarterback, but who made the Bengals, you know, seem more popular was probably Boomer. But like I said, that's not super important. I think the MVP leading them to a Super Bowl, all of that stuff is why he should make it. I do think Lapham's probably next. And it's not just because of what he did as a player, but everything you talked about within the booth, you know, working with the Bengals post-retirement, all of that probably gives him a leg up on a lot of these other guys. It does kind of stink. They keep doing two a year because I just keep going like there's like four guys you could put. They're so behind. It's so logjam that you've only been doing this three years. Willie Anderson should have been first ballot and Isaac Curtis has a good case to be first ballot. So... Those guys all make sense. I think Corey Dillon does make sense, but he feels like a next year thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't agree. think I don't think you could get Dillon in there instead of Johnson, just in that era of players, like which one would the people vote for? I think would be Chad. And then do you put two more recent guys in, or are you going to try to at least get one of those older guys in? And even if you just look at them without that case, Boomer probably has a better case. Lapham with his post-playing career probably has a better case. I would add some guys that wouldn't shock me and I think have good cases. Lamar Parrish, although he's kind of also in that Corey Dillon didn't leave on the best of terms, a really good corner for them. And you just did the Ken Riley thing. I feel like it would kind of be cool to get the other corner from that era in there. A big reason that their defense was so good back then. And then, I mean, this one, I know why people aren't going to be as into it, but I feel like Chris Collinsworth has a case. (laughs) It might not be yet, but I do think he's right there with Corey Dillon. For me, I think he'd be right there with Corey Dillon for the case and probably with uh, Lamar Parrish. Just he was very good. Think whatever you will of him as an announcer, <laughs> but playing career, I think it was, I think he was a very good playing career. I think he was right there with Isaac Curtis when they played together. Curtis got in, uh, in the second wave. So those would be all the guys I'd look at. Not to say nobody else deserves to make it. I'm not going to be shocked if a Tim Crumry makes it or, um, it's not, I guess it would be weird if Max Montoya made it over Dave Lapham. They're probably similar players and then you probably think Dave has the upper hand with everything he's done since then not that Max has been bad or anything it's just Dave's work with the team so Ty goes to the guy that's working with the team um but he deserves to make it eventually too I think give all the love to those offensive linemen get them all in there okay so you say that and I love that both of us were like here's like four people that we think will get voted yeah. when's Whitworth um, available he's probably gonna be you know what 
that should be easy. I know how it's all. Everyone feels. Do you think people won't love that? No, no, no. I think they will. I think okay. they will. Okay. I think I think Andrew Whitworth, as soon as he's on the list, they they put him in in that class. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest with you, and he deserves it because Andrew Whitworth did amazing things in Cincinnati. And I'm I'm honestly, it's just it's bittersweet that he didn't win a ring with with the Bengals and you know win playoff games. Uh, to be completely honest, and you know, yeah, I'm. I think that's the easiest decision you can make on a ring of honor is Andrew Whitworth. Um, do you think some of the guys you had mentioned previously, and we talk about how, you know, hopefully that helped them get Ken Riley. And I mean, that was, that was one of the coolest moments when Ken Riley was, and it's just unfortunate that the pro football hall of fame waited so long. It's it's, I will always kind of hold that against pro football hall of fame for, for not allowing Ken Riley to see that. Um, but, but we look at Willie Anderson, who I feel like should have been in before, but he's, 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 Maybe it's this class. Uh, when you look at guys like, and this is kind of a long shot because I know how people feel in the position group, but guys like Corey Dillon and, and, and Chad Johnson, do you ever see that as being an opportunity in the Hall of Fame? Because they're on the oh, long list. Man. I think I think Chad should definitely be considered, but the longevity is going to keep him out. And to go with the longevity, not every writer is going to love him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a lot of old men that don't love fun that are going to be voting on this thing. So until that gets changed, Chad's fighting an uphill battle. Corey, it stinks. He was on some of those teams. If he was with the Patriots the entire time, I hate to say this, but he's probably in there. He probably gets the stats. He probably gets everything. Look at that one year he had in new England. And you're just like, man, I, I wish the team didn't fail around him. And that's the, biggest thing i know there was plenty of success that he had in cincinnati but never anything i don't think he ever went to the playoffs in cincinnati i don't think he ever even had a winning record in cincinnati i don't think the people were really paying attention and then he goes to new england and has an insane year topped with an awesome super bowl run and you know it's it just makes you think of like man i i would in the moment, it would be probably one of the worst things that the you know the Bengals franchise has gone through, and he definitely wouldn't be in the Ring of Honor if he left earlier. But it does like he would probably be in the Hall of Fame. That that is just where I think with it. I don't think he's going to make it just because of not getting the recognition when he was in Cincinnati, and that's not really fair. But it's these you know bad teams don't get voted for Pro Bowls and All Pros and all this other stuff. That's why Willie Anderson's also fighting an uphill battle, even though he was the best right tackle of his generation. It's just bad teams don't get the recognition. That's what's great about being good now is all these players are going to get the recognition they deserve. Um, but yeah, my, my thoughts on that are both Hall of Fame caliber talents, but neither one probably makes it sadly. One of the coolest things, though, is the Cincinnati Bengals doing this another year in a row because you don't they don't have to. They could skip a year and say, you know what, it'll be by yearly. It'll be. You I know, already every- think it's a I already think it's backlogged. I can't believe they yes, skip a year. They're like catching a, up. Yeah, let's toss Gino and Whitworth in this one. <laughs> they're catching up right now. They're catching up with everybody else. And and you know what? It credit to Elizabeth Blackburn. She is a big reason that we're in year three of the Bengals Ring of Honor. And I agree with you. It, it's it's unfortunate. It's only two, but hey. 
okay, right now this is progress. And it's amazing that it's happening at the success rate we're seeing around the Cincinnati Bengals current team. Um, it's just all really good vibes. And yeah, it'll be fun to see who gets voted in. I, I feel like they announced that um, before the season starts. And then it's obviously um, sometimes a primetime football game or in September. So we'll see when that game in there recognized. But next I want to talk a little bit about NFL rule changes on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.